Hey guys, it's Leah Buckles from Prestige Veteran Medical Consulting. I'm a U.S. Army veteran, physician assistant, and former CMP examiner or compensation and pension examiner. Today, I wanted to come on and discuss frozen shoulder syndrome as it relates to VA disability. Frozen shoulder syndrome is the common name for adhesive capsulitis, which is a often very debilitating condition that a person can suffer from, from related to one or both of their shoulders. This is a really special topic to me because I actually had bilateral, both-sided frozen shoulder syndrome several years ago, and it was just devastating to me. So we'll, we'll get into a little bit of this, um, what the symptoms are and how it can affect a person as we go through it. But let's talk about what it is first. So for, I'm going to refer to it as frozen shoulder syndrome. Um, but again, it's the, the formal name is adhesive capsulitis. So frozen shoulder syndrome is a condition, um, and this is the definition from the Mayo Clinic, that ha um, it's when your shoulder is stuck, it becomes stuck, and is has limited movement. It's often caused by inflammation of the capsule tissues, which is the tissue surrounding the joint. Um, it results from the gradual loss of movement in the shoulder or glenohumeral joint. And that, that joint is the ball and socket, right? So um, the glenoid is the cavity and the humeral head or the arm, you know, the top of the arm, they, they go together like this. They're supposed to glide really nicely, right? Um, but in adhesive capsulitis, it gets stuck and it can't move. And I'm going to show you guys a quick picture of that, um, what that looks like. And then we'll get into kind of why that happens. Um, so let me share my screen really quick. Um, okay, so this is an, a normal shoulder joint, right? This is your um, arm or your humeral head. This is the joint capsule that it sits in. And this is a not normal or frozen shoulder adhesive capsulitis joint. So as you can see, all these red bands here are um, signifying some you know, adhesions that can appear due to different things that we'll talk about. And it, it essentially can lock the joint in varying degrees of immobility, right? So it can be anywhere from just minimally stuck to like in my, in my case, my entire joint was, it was very severe. So I had like essentially these adhesions or bands all the way around my joint and it just would not move, right? And it was terrible. Um, some people's are, are worse than others, but again, as you can see, kind of like this is a normal joint and your arm will move like it normally does in all arcs of motion. And this is a joint that starts to get strictured and just and will lock. OK, so let me take that off. OK, so um, how can a person, um, you know, develop adhesive capsulitis? So that's a really great, great question. So um, from a it can happen idiopathically and we don't know why it can be related to systemic diseases or it can be related to immobility from trauma or from surgeries or from things like that. So on a direct service, let's talk about how it can be related to um, your service or to VA disability, right? So on a primary basis, if you developed adhesive capsulitis or frozen shoulder while in the service and you've got residual issues related to that, or maybe it's stuck in some variable degree for years, um, you can be rated for that if it's still continuing to cause you a residual problem, right? So 
Um, not always if you had a big gap in care, maybe you hurt your shoulder um, 30 years ago and now you've got shoulder pain. It could be related to something else. But if you got injured in service, filed a claim shortly thereafter, and you had a good amount of documentation, um, it can be re related directly. Um, still, some of those people that develop um, you know, continued issues years later that just didn't file, that can be shown um, with continued medical records or buddy statements and things like that. So on a secondary standpoint, I have a little cheat sheet that I um, drew up. So let me pull that up real quick. Um, it can be related to several systemic conditions, okay? Um, hang on. Diabetes is a big one. Still trying to pull up my document here. Hang on. Well, I can't pull it up. But there are several systemic conditions that can um, secondarily be related to um, or cause this condition. So, oh, hang on. Now I got it. Sorry, guys. Um, so diabetes, hyperthyroidism, hypothyroidism is a risk factor. Um, cardiovascular diseases, Parkinson's disease, those are some um, disabilities that can be related. And so usually people that develop this will develop, um, it will start to freeze and they'll start to have discomfort and it won't move. And then there will be a frozen stage where it just locks, like I said, and that can be, it can last up to a couple of years. And then um, the unfreezing or the thawing stage is when those adhesions start to kind of chill out, right? And get back to normal. I, because I, I fell through my attic, which was terrible. And then I didn't move because it was hurt. You know, it hurts. I had rotator cuff tear and a labral tear um, on both one on each side. I just kind of sat here in this chair. Actually, I think it was the chair over there. I sat there and just didn't move for like a month because it was very painful. And so the, that's one of the worst things you can do if you have a shoulder trauma or if you have a surgery. That's why you go to physical therapy and things like that. You want to get that range of motion going early. And so my shoulders froze and locked. And I could not move them above, you know, barely above my waist for, you know, six months. And I actually wound up having surgery. A lot of people don't have surgery. They just treat it conservatively and um, do physical therapy. But I wound up having surgery and the orthopedic surgeon just cranked all those adhesions out. Um, and then I was much better shortly thereafter. But every case is different. I know of another um, veteran that developed it after having a mastectomy and, um, you know, that that procedure she had to her chest wall gave her some immobility and then she her shoulder froze. So it's a it's a quite common condition. Um, you know, if you have some of those risk factors um, or if you are immobile or whatever. Um, but from a primary service connection standpoint, if you developed it in service um, or a, another shoulder condition, it may be easy to relate to service. If you've got diabetes and that's service connected and you develop it, there may be a way to show um, that it's related or caused by that. Um, so if you are interested to know what happens in a CMP exam for shoulder conditions, you can check out my shoulder CMP video and that will go over what you can expect. The ratings are kind of all over the place for, for this because it really has to do with how much range of motion you have and how debilitating it is to you. So I hope this video was helpful and leave some comments if you guys have any questions. And for those of you who have suffered from this, I feel your pain um, and I hope you have gotten through it or getting through it. All right. Thanks for watching.